every time we do the podcast, you're like all the way in the bottom right, like you're, you know, fucking clippy. Like, hey, it looks like you're recording a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. And so we've been talking a little bit recently about how much of a bummer it is when we watch bad movies. (laughs) And we want to try and watch better, more enjoyable movies. And I think we're leaning into that pretty hard this time around. We'll see. Yeah. I think the whole reason why we gave this a pass was because of you, Ash. Yeah. So this is The Big Lebowski from 1998, which every person on the planet loves except for Ash. Oh, never mind. What what did you think I said? I thought you said, I thought I heard 1988, which I was like, the year I was born? What? Not quite. (laughs) You are the dude. I am the dude. (laughs) You kind of Maybe are that's the why dude. I like white Russians. <laughs> what if I watch this again and I'm just like, oh my god, my life makes so much sense now. There, there is a question <laughs> that we that so. a deciding question here is: What did you say to your dog when he peed on your rug? Uh, <laughs> I think I said, "Stop it." <laughs> Maybe you're not the because you're the one person who doesn't love Big Lebowski. Oh, is this a yeah? I, I was gonna do that. I was gonna like what what is the one big line that you remember from this movie? Is that the one for you, Sam? Yep. And in fact, I don't even know if I remember exactly how it's told. I just remember the intent <laughs> that the rug just really held that room together. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's uh, clearly you're not a golfer. I don't remember you that re- one, but I don't you'll, think you'll I've remember it when you see it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I don't think I've seen this in over 10 years. So do you I, have one, Brett? Well, I mean, I it's, it's gotta be uh you're out of your element. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Which is the theme of the entire 2016 election. Uh, Donnie, no. you are out of uh. your element. <laughs> See, I have one, but it's not from the actual, you won't he- hear it in this version of the film. And it's one that I only know because Bryce quotes it because he saw it in the uh, censored version of the film. But it's, uh, this is what you get when you find a stranger in the Alps, Larry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what you hear when you watch it on an airplane. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Great. That's like in Robin Hood Men in Tights, the, uh, yeah, the, the censored, censored version. version. And oh, the, the crazy witch lady, she doesn't say her new last name. And they just cut to the sheriff being like, it's a good change. It's a good change. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah. So, of course, this is directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, uh, the the famous Cohen brothers. Who I think I would say we all generally love the Cohen brothers. Is yeah. that pretty accurate? That's accurate. Except for Burn After Reading was one I was not a fan of. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Me neither. I don't love every movie that they did. Yeah, but they just have this glorious way of painting characters. Just Mm -hmm. deep, rich, amazing, original characters in everything that they do. 
And every single one of their movies has this like nostalgia vibe of of a time that never really existed. Yes. Or a version of a time. Yeah. 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 It's it's strange. Yeah. And I think you said that they're like really unique characters, but they also usually feel very realistic as well. Because they're so fleshed out. They're so detailed. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're necessarily real. But they're they're very they're, specific and unique and deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're exaggerated to me. Yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. Sure. believable, but in like uh, like a sort of dreamy type of way. You know, like when mm-hmm. you're dreaming and things are just a little bit off, but still seem real. It's kind of yeah. what it is for me. So rather than just like talking about the Coen Brothers filmography. We're we're gonna we're gonna do a game and I need two people to play the game. Me. <laughs> All right. Sam, you're playing? Who else know. is playing? I might regret this. Asher you, Brett. Do you need to have seen the Big Lebowski to play this game? No, no, oh. not at all. Get in it, Ash. Wait, I thought all you right. have seen it. I have. But okay. I don't remember uh, so I guess I should preface with <laughs> I have seen this movie and I don't remember anything. Like and that, that's usually when I don't like a movie is exactly. when I don't remember So anything. like in my mind, I've always been like, I don't like that movie because I don't remember anything. But I also think there were a series of films I saw when I think I was like an 18 year old or whatever, where I think I was just too young to really appreciate. That could be the case for yeah, this. Yeah. So I've been wanting to see it again because I feel like I might get more out of it this time yeah i don't know but i don't you can play the game brett i played the the star the star trek game i i'm i'm begging you play the game because okay i I am sick today i'm barely here no barely hanging on all right so i did a little research and there's a bunch of them but i went with rolling stone who has a list of the top 10 best coen brothers movies as chosen by readers okay okay so ash you're gonna be odd Sam, you're going to be even. Awesome. And oh, what no. I'm going to do... Is this including their most recent one? Everything, yeah. Oh, shit. This might have come out before Hail Caesar. Okay, that's what I'll I just meant. say Hail Caesar is not on the list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Ash, we'll start with you, and you're going to guess what is number 10, oh. and if you get it right, you get 10 points. If you, or if you're one number off... I'll subtract two points for every number that you're off. Can I look up at <laughs> nope. least titles? Put your phone down. I can't look up titles. <laughs> nope. um, number 10 best Coen Brothers movie. I'm going to guess number 10 was their first one. And I know it had blood in the name. Do you want me to spot you? The whole title? Yeah. Blood Simple. Blood Simple. Was not number 10. It's number seven. Oh. Which would get you eight, six... So that gives you four points. Hey, by the time we get to number one, aren't we going to run out of movies and know <laughs> what the movie is? Just logically, yes. logic puzzle. I don't, I don't think I don't think so. Okay. We'll see if it breaks. We'll see okay. if it breaks. Um, actually, Ash, I just gave you number 10, so you're evens. Sam, your odds. What's number nine? Okay. Oh. The, number nine on the list of best Coen Brothers movies. Um, I'm going to guess A Serious Man. Oh, oh, I bet that's a lot higher. I'm going to guess that it's a lot higher. Meaning it's it's better than nine? Yeah. Okay. 
Serious Man is not even on the list of top 10. Oh, no. The fuck? What? We both and lost. So that's hard to scale. So did we both lose? If it was 11 or 12. Hmm. Apparently, they have a lot more movies than I Did I everybody just hate that a lot. movie? Well, they don't hate it. They do have a lot of movies. It's you know, I remember slow. liking it, it's but I good... also remember being like, I never need to see this again. Yeah, that's how I yeah. felt, too. I mean, Sam, I'm going to give you four points because we're going to assume that it's got to be. 12 or 13 on this scale. Okay. Thanks. So what is it really? Or oh, you're not telling it's, us the It's answer. not even on the list. So, But you're I not telling tell you. us what it really is. Oh, what number nine is? Yeah. Well, if I tell you, then you won't gotcha. guess it okay. later. Yeah. That's why I thought your logic puzzle okay. was going to break. So now yeah. we okay. only know number seven. So, oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have told you. All right. So, Ash, number eight. I have a really good guess for number one. Okay. <laughs> um, number eight. Uh, is it burn after reading? You know, I'm really like, I, I think I know like four Coen brother film titles at this point. You are one off oh. burn after reading is number nine. So oh, that gets you eight points. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, all right. Sam, number seven might be my number two. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to guess that it Poop? is oh, Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Reset. Oh, oh no. number we, seven. We, number six, you mean. Yeah, let's skip yeah. seven and let's go to six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hudsucker Proxy. Your Hudsucker Proxy. Man, Hudsucker Proxy is not on the list and that breaks my what? heart. What? I forgot. No. That's like one of the best ones. Yeah. No. I don't understand Erg. that. So I guess you get zero points for that. Can oh. I Can I resend and say <laughs> a different one? I'm just kidding. Don't let me cheat. Or do you want to hold it for another as we get further down the list? I don't even think my other one is going to make the list. I don't know. All right, Ash, number five. Hudsucker Proxy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We just said Hudsucker's not on the list. Number five, hands down, without a doubt, is my number one. Uh, Fargo? No. No. Oh, shit. Can I guess? Can I guess? Hold on. Let me factor how many points she gets for that. Go for the steal. Oh, that still gets you four points. What's your favorite? I know, one? I know, I know. Do you want oh, you want to guess, no. Sam? Is it raising Arizona? Oh fuck! <laughs> That's my number two. Oh Ooh. no! Ooh. So Wait. for me, the number five on this list, my number one is Miller's Crossing. Oh, oh I could I could watch Miller's Crossing and then start it again and watch it over and over. Hmm. It's a fucking brilliant. It's. It's very under the radar. It's not a ton of fanfare. Yeah, I've never seen it. But just this melancholy, beautiful story. It's uh, 1920s New York gangsters. Uh, I, the Irish mob. Like Gangs of New York? Uh, Gangs of New York, I think, was oh, the late 1800s. Was, yeah, you're right, 1800s. Yeah, so think Tommy Guns and Al Capone. Uh, okay. So it's yeah. like that um, Road to Perdition kind of theme. Yes, and uh, Road to Perdition, uh, I've been thinking about that recently. Oh. I was reading some list of the best comic book movies, mm-hmm. and Road to Perdition obviously was on that list. That was and so good. Yeah, that was what? a great movie. And I really want to go back and watch that. I mean, that the was look and the acting. Film. No, no. Okay. No, I mean, it wouldn't be because... Miller's Crossing is the Cohen's Road to Perdition. Oh, okay. You know, as they do these brilliant, like Brett was saying, like these different time periods, but they don't really go back. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. once they've really explored a character in a time period, they're kind of done. Yeah. All right. So we were at five. 
so is it Sam's turn? Um, I kind of swooped in and yeah. guessed again. So guess. I don't know. You worked that one. Yeah, out but good. you didn't get you didn't get scaled on that. Okay. You didn't get All right. So number four best Coen Brothers movie, Sam. We're getting into the really good stuff now. Yeah. I'm going to This one to me seems like a pretty obvious one. Uh, I'm think I'm gonna throw in Raising Arizona again. No. That gets you six points because you were kind of close. Okay. Oh. But no, that's not it. And I'm not going to tell you which one it is. We'll talk about that when we're done. Okay. All right, Ash, number three. Getting in on so the- So we're skipping that one. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Uh, Can you think wait, of three more? <laughs> well, yeah. No, what was the one you just said, Sam? Raising Arizona? Raising yeah, Arizona. Yeah, she keeps okay. <laughs> trying Raising Arizona. No, I think I've figured out your math puzzle. So I think I've, <laughs> I might have figured out how your point system works. Because I explained to you how my point system <laughs> works. You? I don't know. Yeah, you get ten points if you nail it. Uh-huh. If you're one away, I subtract two points, and so on and so on. Oh well, then yes, yeah. I've I've figured that out. <laughs> because I just on my own it. and on your own. Okay. Um. Uh, so it's not that one. Wait, what was the one you just said? <laughs> Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. It's not that one. Which, by the way, Raising Arizona is freaking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm if you guess- watch Raising Arizona, it's got, I don't know, it's like a 10 minute intro before the opening credits. Oh. Like this whole prologue that is like takes forever, but it's beautiful and brilliant. And then the opening credits are like 10 minutes deep. I'm going to guess Big Lebowski. As number three? Yeah. No. That gets you... I think it was actually number four, though. I'm just going to put that out. Oh, I think it's number one. That's my guess. So that gets you uh, six points. Six. Yeah, you're two off. So I don't know up or down which way, though, huh? No. Oh, man. All right, we're down to the last two. Number two best Coen Brothers movie, Sam. Is it... I hope I'm not misremembering this. Is it No Country for Old Men? Oh, shit. I forgot about... Wait. That gets you eight points. You are one away. I Ugh. forgot that about was really that good. Yeah. Oh, man. You were super close. That's about the best you could expect from a game like this. All right, Ash, number Fargo. one. According to Rolling Stone viewers who responded to this poll, completely scientific... <laughs> Number one best Coen Brothers movie. Stranger Things. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Wrong Brothers. Fargo. Fargo, Fargo. Fargo gets you eight points. You were oh. super close. You were super close. I thought for sure Fargo would be number one. All right. So now that so we're done. Was, was Barton Fink on this list? No. Hold on. So no, it wasn't. Or am I the only one that likes that movie? I was going to guess that. <laughs> I couldn't decide between that or Hudsucker Proxy. And I was like, Hudsucker Proxy, it's more mainstream. Barton Fink's really weird. See, my guesses would have been number two, Big Lebowski, number one, Fargo. All right. So, Ash, you won 22 to 18. Woo. Woo. And I only knew like four of them. So, number 10, True Grit. Oh, okay. shit. And, and uh, when we go through this, it's totally accurate, I think. Yeah. Number nine is Burn After Reading. Okay. Uh, number eight, the one you all forgot, Barton Fink. Yay. Oh, it That's is on the really, list. Really? That made it above Hudsucker. It's really good. Damn. I yeah, Hudsucker's not even on this Hudsucker. list. 
I bet yeah. people just didn't realize that was a Coen Brothers film. I it's worship Hudsucker, man. Yeah. It's a Coen Brothers and it's also Sam Raimi. They work mm-hmm. together on it. And oh. it's yeah. yeah. Wow. And it is very much both of them. You know, it mm-hmm. it feels like a Sam Raimi movie while also feeling like Coen's. All right, number seven. Number seven, where do you know is blood even? Seven is blood simple. Oh, okay. oh. Number yeah. six is raising Arizona. What? I feel like that's a yeah. little low, in my opinion. I would rate it higher, but yeah. yeah. Number five, my favorite, Miller's Crossing. Okay. Number four, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, oh fuck. I forgot about bitch. that that's one. Like one of my favorite uh, movies. None How of you I guessed. do that? Yep. Oh. Number three, There Ain't No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Number two is Fargo. Yeah. Ah. Oh, was so, I right? Yeah. Was I right? Lebowski's about- one. Big Lebowski oh, is number one. Yeah, I knew it, but I didn't say it because I'm lame. I don't <laughs> know if I agree with that. No, you're right. Yeah, what do you I not agree with? I would definitely no, actually, put Fargo I higher. Oh, brother, personally. where I thought was better. Yeah, I, my personal preference would be different, but judging the populace, like um, what the world thinks, I think this list is pretty accurate. Mm. Sure, popular vote. However. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would put Miller's Crossing up. I would put... Um, raising Arizona. Eve, I forgot. Uh, Hudsucker. Oh, art though. Oh. Yeah. Oh, brother is so. You no, know, that's another one I wasn't super fan of either. Oh, brother. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. It's a mess. I really want to watch that again. Okay. When's the last yeah. time you saw that one? Well, because I could see not appreciating bad. that one if it was like something you saw. I think I don't like it because uh, Tyler's dad loved it. Oh. Okay, I like play it all the time. That doesn't that's count. Not fair. If you can't, you can't use your exes against the movies. <laughs> yeah, but I can't help it if there's like negative memories attached to a true, thing. True, but I feel like you have to give that caveat pretty upfront, as opposed to I didn't like it. You have to be like the circumstances in which I saw that movie were real shitty, it's so maybe <laughs> I need to give it a second try. Oh, oh fishnets were so. Thou. <laughs> oh. So when you take a dump on Alien. You have to preface it by saying that you've got a weird yeah. aversion to aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I've never seen it. So, yeah. Oh, we'll there will be plenty for me to talk about. Yes. Yeah. I Well, I also think, like, just a side note, like, not just that. That particular um, era mm-hmm. in history is my least favorite. Okay. And so... I, oh, oh, brother! It's, it's really like I still don't think you I know, would dig the film. I would I agree. Like the Dust Bowl is a boring area. Yeah, I don't. Era. I'm not a fan. But amazing characters. Yeah. Amazing music, mm-hmm. like that soundtrack from T T-Bone, Bone Burnett, just like this That's... masterpiece of selection of antiquated nine. Was it 1920s music? Yeah, it's like mm. old folk like, songs. Old timey material, <laughs> yeah, and that the yeah. uh, that song that they do in the movie, uh, uh, yeah, Man of Constant I, Sorrow, yeah. I was like, oh, like I wonder, like where that came from. That's the best version of that song. Yeah, like, yeah. They, I looked into it. They and did like, a new version just for the movie. Yeah, who's who's got who did the originals? Whatever. There's a ton of covers of it, and uh, they did a really good job in that movie. Do mm-hmm. not seek the treasure. Uh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's like the Huckleberry Finn sort of era mm-hmm. as well. Like, yeah, I just that like 
like you say westerns bore you like that yeah. era bores me i don't not, i'm not really is it, it huckleberry finn era or depression era because yeah, i think Finn's it's like depression. late 1800s yeah so this would be like 1930s is depression era are there cars in it yeah i can't okay then yeah depression yeah. So I think it's interesting to compare O Brother and Big Lebowski because both of those are a very specific type of story, uh, an archetype of a story told in the wrong time period. You know, O Brother, Where Art Thou is the the voyage of Homer, the Odyssey mm -hmm. told oh. in the Dust Bowl. Huh. Mm -hmm. And Big Lebowski is a film noir story told in 1990s LA what? framed yeah, around this noir? fucking slacker. Oh yeah, it's wow. it's one hundred percent a film noir story, but in the wrong I, time and place. That's weird that I didn't like it because I really like film noir. I I'm really kind of holding my breath here, thinking you're going to see this movie in a different light. I hope so. I hope yeah. so too, because <laughs> I absolutely love film noir. Especially, I like that idea of film noir, like done nowadays. Like Brick is another fantastic. You know, I still haven't seen that. Oh my. God. Is that JGL? Yes. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I need to see that. Oh my God. Talk about oh amazing God. music. Yeah. That movie has such a great soundtrack. And it's all, I think it's like mostly original scored pieces. Okay. But it's it's like high school murder mystery drama, but done in film noir style and they even talk in film noir style. Oh, so they do the fast paced, okay. you know, sort of the transatlantic thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. They don't have that dialogue in this movie, but the structure of the story is very much right. that. So yeah, we're, uh, I guess we're going to dive into it. We've got a huge list of stars. Of course, Jeff Bridges, Julianne Moore, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi. Um, Buscemi. Buscemi. But I'm probably most excited about Sam Elliott in this movie. I worship mm -hmm. what Sam Elliott does in this movie and cannot wait to see that again. Huh. Um, so yeah, I know, what what are we expecting? Um, Sam, you've seen it, you loved it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I also saw it at a time when I hadn't seen a lot of films. So I think I am expecting to appreciate it a lot more for its more like technical and classical filmmaking-ness. Okay. <laughs> so I'm expecting so, to like it even more on an artistic level. Okay. What do you think, Brett? This is one of those movies that I actually shouldn't like anymore uh, considering my my past uh, statements about people quoting things too much in high school, because this is one of those ones <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that was quoted a lot. And it, I think what's different about it is that it was never one of my favorite movies, but it's always been a really good movie to me. Uh, but I, ha I, I don't know if I've seen it in, like this is definitely like, High school was the last time I actually watched this. Uh. Yeah, it was probably us together. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I really just I remember the bowling scenes. I want to see lots of bowling. Oh, the dream yeah. sequence! Oh uh, my god! Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think you should put extra bowling sound effects into this episode, Brett. <laughs> no, I already know what e song extra we're on top sing. of our normal <laughs> bowling sound effects. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sing the song and it's gonna be glorious. So I've. 
I'm quite sure I've seen this much more recently, and I, I just have no doubt in my mind that I'm still going to love this. I think it's still going to be great. Um, I think it's interesting that this movie, I'd have to look it up. I It must have come out within a year of Kingpin, and it oh, always yes. felt like there was the good bowling movie and the bad bowling movie. Yeah. <laughs> and this was definitely the good bowling movie. I, I thought Kingpin was way older. Kingpin. It looks way older. I want to yeah. say that's like 94 or 5. It's painful. Is and what I, it is. I it's like, a painful experience. No, there's good stuff in Kingpin. I like Woody Harrelson, but like, dang, that was a rough movie though. It's a hard watch. Okay, that was 96, two years before. Bam! Bam! Lebowski. How many points do I yeah. get for that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just, I expect I'm still going to love it. So Ash, you're the, you're the question here. I am. So what, what do you expect? Do you think you're just going to still not like it? Do you have some hope? I, I really, I really wish I could tell you because I, like I said, I have no memory of this film. All I really know is that he wears Jeff Bridges wears a robe and drinks uh, white Russians yeah. and says uh -huh. dude a lot or his name is the dude something <laughs> number two okay. basically just like Tron except without the computers. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. then I'll love it. <laughs> Stop misleading. <laughs> um, so I don't really know very much, but I love. John Goodman's in it, right? Yeah. I love John Goodman. I love... Yeah, he's one of the go-to Cohen guys. Yeah. Also, um, John Turturro. And I love Buscemi. Yeah. Uh, so I I want to really like this movie because I see people passionately love this movie and I see them have like fun like parties, themed yeah. parties. And I'm like, I want to like this thing, but I don't remember anything except... I seem to remember maybe a car exploding at the end. Now that I really think about it. <laughs> uh, I think I remember I think a car that. exploding. There's something with yeah, the I'm not car. Placing I can't that. remember what happens. And I just remember that they're like always hanging out at like the diner at the bowler bowling uh -huh. alley. Eating the shitty you gotta want like really like that's where you're this fucking is, eating food. This is a spotty ass memory. Like, <laughs> it's really bad. You're kind of sort of in the neighborhood of stuff that happens in this movie. I know. Well, I thought it would be interesting to let you know what my memory yeah. says this movie's about, but that's all I remember. All right. I, well, yeah. Let's let's fix that. Let's okay. get the Big Lebowski fresher in your memory. So you can find it on HBO Go. Uh, it's not on Netflix in the U.S. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on your uh, iTunes and Google Plays. But we're going to rewatch Big Lebowski and see how we feel about it. La 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 so we just rewatched The Big Lebowski. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to think of things to say when it's a really, really good movie. Wow. Oh. All right. You were interesting. <laughs> no, I really, really enjoyed the movie, but the movie ended and, and the cowboy guy's like, well, that wraps everything up. And I was like, 
Does it? I don't think so. No. No, I did, it doesn't. I did kind of feel that way too, Brett. Stop. Like, um. like he's now being framed for stealing a million dollars and like his friend died. And I think his life is worse in the end than it was in the beginning. Yeah, they never fixed his they never fixed his apartment. Yeah, like there's so many things. Apparently he has a baby. Like they never wrapped up. Hey, the, he's the, just helping her conceive, man. He's <laughs> just a, they ne- his fucking lady friend. He's yeah. not, a, not a special lady. They never wrapped up uh, Jesus pedophile. Like <laughs> what? There, it seemed like there was going to be a big bull off. You know, it's not that kind of movie. I guess it was no, a I very mean, nihilist kind of movie. <laughs> In the end, nothing mattered. That's true. I think that's all okay because I could spend the entire rest of my life just sitting there while Sam Elliott talks at me. <laughs> yeah. I just want to listen to that guy talk forever. My favorite part, though, is when he's like, well, I lost track of where it was. <laughs> <laughs> lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a man in every... That defines his time and place. That's so good. We're talking about the dude here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't understand. He like calls, he calls him a hero. And uh-huh. I just don't understand how he's a hero at all. He's the hero of the story. I he guess. Solved, he solved the crime. Yeah. He's taking her easy for our lost sinners. So I, I forgot that Philip Seymour Hoffman was in this. Yes. Oh, yeah. And brilliant yeah. in this. I, so I like amazing. At the end of the day, he might have been my favorite character, as small as his part was. I also had a favorite character whose part was small, and that was Donnie. Yes. I, it's just the, so The great. confused Steve Buscemi is <laughs> glorious. When when that tracking shot of where Jesus is just like staring them down, yeah, and it and tracks, he turns around, yeah, and then uh, Jesus does that kissy face and that change in Donnie's eyes where he just gets confused, like <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just so much brilliance in that performance. Or there's just the one the one part where he's like, "Why can't you drive on Shabbos?" Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The world does not stop and start for you, Donnie. Oh, man. That it's was like, almost my favorite quote was the, uh, nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Jesus pop vinyl. Really? That, oh, yes, really? Yeah. Is. I've seen oh, it. Oh, man. I kind of need to get the Jesus pop vinyl. That's amazing. His, I think the my favorite part in the movie was like his like slow mo mm. intro with the the hotel California, yeah. <laughs> oh. licking the ball. Yeah, so great. I, I like the where he's saying like when he moved into Hollywood, he had to go door to door and tell everybody he's a sex offender. Yeah. And just that moment where the guy answers the door, he opens his mouth and then it cuts away. Yeah, brilliant. But you know, speaking of Donnie, like it is, it's heart wrenching that moment where. You know, Donnie's rolling strikes the whole movie, and the one time he misses one pin, and he has this little moment of like, whoa. And then that's when he dies. Oh. Right after. I didn't notice he was rolling strikes the whole movie. Yeah, I caught that this time around, too. I was just like, that is a great callback. And it's just this heartbreaking moment. Like, you know something was about to happen. Oh. The way that hit him so hard. 
See, for me, it came out of left field. Yeah. Him dying. Well, I think it's a difference between having seen it a few times before and mm-hmm. knowing what's next and then identifying that as a foreshadowing thing. Yeah. I think the heartbreaking thing was Walter and like in the moment of true crisis, he suddenly like knew exactly what to do and like was very yeah. put together. Um, well, I thought you were going to say when he was finally just like, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. deflated. He's no longer like feeding all that bullshit. He's just, I'm, I'm yeah. just sorry. He's beat down. I feel like I've met both Walter and Donnie out in the wilds of real life. And not the dude. You've definitely met the dude. And I'm pretty sure Jeff Bridges just is the dude in real life. Uh, I've heard stories so. of, I've heard stories. Anyway, but, but like you've met those people. And they're just aggravating. Yeah. Aggravating people. I enjoy like you see characters like this in movies and they're super fun in a movie. But if you stop and think about it, if I met these people in real life, you just would drive me fucking crazy. Like you totally, we all know a person who fucking comes in mid conversation is like, what, what is it? What? And it's all just like, oh God. Like a child. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's, I'm recording the movie now. Ah. Uh, you're the person in high school. You're the person I think about that hate. for like as much as I love community. If I knew Abed in real life, he would drive me oh, yeah. fucking crazy. Totally, I would not be able to tolerate him. Or like another great example is Big Bang Theory. Like Sheldon Cooper in real life would be the worst yeah. person you've ever met. But it, it's just like. It just feels like the dude has met these people and they're just inconvenient friends at this point. And he's just like, I don't fucking have anyone else, so I'll just put up with their bullshit. It's the bowling league. They yeah. were they were bowling when he was bowling. Yeah. I guess. So. I don't know. I think I, I think I get the sense of real friendship, but I think is comes from a place of more like the dude knows that he's flawed and they accept his flaws, so he accepts his friend's flaws. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something kind of beautiful about that. Uh it kind of dips away here and there. But like when the Cohen brothers want to make a shot look good, like mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. The shot of the beach bonfire was amazing. Oh yeah. Just yeah. the whole opening when they're introducing the bowling alley. Oh like, yeah. Everything is just meticulously composed and oh, yeah. gorgeous. Well, even before that, the the first opening where we're following the tumbleweed from the desert yeah. into L.A. And it's like, if you think about it, that's kind of the real geography there. You just, you're in the desert, you go over hill, and there's the, you know, cancerous metropolis of Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And just following the tumbleweed through that was pretty awesome. And And I am completely in love with that tracking shot of Jesus staring them down. Or there's even that shot of his, like, there's the shot of his finger, like, pointing up in the air after he, like, did a strike. And they did this, like, shot where they twirled around it and then whip pan to to them sitting and watching him. That you you had to go back because it looked like it was one single shot. It's not, but. But they did a really convincing blend. Yeah. Because I was like, how the fuck do you get that shot in real life? They had a they had a couple of those uh, the uh, transition from his 
uh, hallucination into the running on the highway where it was like, okay, totally green screen fake. And then, but, oh, wait, no, they pulled that off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I, th- I think it was green screen, but the way it finished, the way like the cop car comes up behind him and they had practical red and blue lights on him on the green screen, it looked so real. But in the beginning of the shot, you could tell it was green screen. Yeah, it almost felt like they somehow transitioned it from the green screen into like a real shot. Yeah. Like it was it was pretty good. And that's that's Roger Deakins. Like that guy is known as one of the best cinematographers. And you see it here. I forgot that this was Roger Deakins. Yeah. I think he's done most of the Coen Brothers movies after um what what who's the guy who uh he directed Men in Black. He used to be the Coen's DP. But I don't know. Started with that guy, and then he became a director, and then switched to Roger Deakins, which I think is even better. That guy knows his shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping, though, that the film, and maybe it, it's just because you said film noir, I was hoping that it would be lit more film noir. Mm. Yeah, there were like one or two scenes where they actually went for it. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of it. It's that it is the structure of film noir without being shot like it, without having the characters. Mm-hmm. Although Julianne Moore kind of oh, talked like a film noir. And so was the um, the rich dude who drugged him. Also oh, yeah. Jackie Treehorn. Talked very much. He treats objects like women. <laughs> and, then, and, his... and then he actually has that run in with the real detective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that really tipped it to to more film noir. I was just going to say, I never realized how film noir it was. Like, in its whole setup and the whole mystery of it until you called it out tonight. Yeah, because, like, if you hadn't said that, I would have just watched it as, like, a weird, quirky movie. And now it's, like, that plus the noir elements. Well, it it grounds it. Yeah, it makes more sense that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd love to see more stuff like that where you take one genre and then just completely put it into a different time and place. Dude, you gotta see Brick. You gotta. Yeah, see I'll, I'll check it out. But also like Firefly, because Firefly is a Western. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a Star Trek sci fi show. Yeah, stuff like that is really great. Did you guys notice how many times you see Jeff Bridges' midriff in this movie? A lot. <laughs> So many times. I kept thinking, you know, you never saw anything, but it looked like the way he was dressing. It's like, he's so not wearing underwear. Oh, like, right. Have you yeah. ever seen dudes like that where they just kind of kick back and you can see you're like, right please. up their shorts you're and like, you're seeing oh God. balls? Like, I was expecting that at any moment with him. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was like, he was like wearing jelly sandals. I yeah. love that. So and like t-shirts and work shirts from like shit that he obviously doesn't care about. Like yeah. one I think was a sod company, like a landscape company. Oh really? And it's like those sorts of dudes exist. They just grab whatever is at whatever, the thrift store yeah. that fits. Totally. Yeah. I think fits is a relative term. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't I don't know why I just this just popped in my head, but I think my favorite I think one of my favorite lines is when Walter's like, Chideman is not the correct <laughs> after yeah. using it. And, and by the way, dude. Chideman is. Yeah. And then the, it's not the, the correct nomenclature. The rich man. Yeah, then the rich uses man it. uses it again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that where, and, and this I think is one of the subtle, brilliant things about this movie. The dude will hear something and not completely understand it and then try to use it later. I know exactly yeah. like, what you're talking he's, about. He sees Bush on the TV talking about how this aggression will not stand in Iraq. And then later he's talking to somebody. He's like, man, this aggression will not stand. <laughs> or uh, when when she's doing that thing of like, some people don't like to say the word vagina. Yeah. Later she says beaver picture. And he's like, do you mean vagina? <laughs> <laughs> or the, uh, in the parlance of our times. Yes, in the parlance of our times, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like it, you could tell he didn't quite understand what that means, but he's trying to put it into a sentence. Yeah. More on mm. that, like the dude's character is just this awesome, like coincidental happenstance of shit magically going right for him. Like, did or it? wrong? Or did wrong. it go right? But like, uh, you know, <laughs> predicting right away that she wasn't actually kidnapped, and like, but he know, didn't actually predict that. Walter did. No, he no, did. I think he did. He, I think uh, the dude said it first, beginning. and Walter latched onto the God, idea. Oh, okay, yeah, you're and, right. And then he's the one that was like, you know, they never gave us the money in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let's. He kind he kind of Mister Magooda's way through the whole. Yeah, movie. he did. Yeah, <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> so did Indiana Miss, Jones. Mr. Magoo, wait a minute. Now, I don't know. I would, That's well, not maybe fair. not quite Mr. Magoo, no. but Were you he was completely Nicholas ineffective. Indiana Jones, the, uh, uh, fuck, what's that? The, the, like, the one with the Nazis? Yeah, wait, what, they're all with Nazis. Yeah, Hold were, on. Were you the Raiders one of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. Everything that happens in the movie would have happened if Indiana Jones was not there. Exactly. <laughs> She had absolutely no effect on the passage of events. That kind of feels that way about this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like at the end, you know, you're just like, well, that wraps everything up. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe, but he didn't really, he was like this innocent bystander that's just like standing on the street corner while a car slams into him. Did they ever get the money back from that kid? I don't even remember. Dude, he never. Had the kid the never money. had there the money. No money. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> it was a ringer for a ringer. <laughs> but he had the suitcase. <laughs> yeah, how much is that suitcase worth? Oh, so speaking of the kid in the suitcase and fucking a stranger in the ass, I <laughs> I loved how like brilliantly they set up that irony there, like the what. They set up the irony of that scene. Like, Walter's trying to show the kid what happens when you screw over a stranger. Oh. While he is screwing right. over a stranger completely unrelated to his situation. And then that oh. is what it looks like when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Yes. Yeah, and does exactly the same thing and beats up the car that isn't Walter's car. Oh, it's great. It's, it's just brilliant. Like, it's so mm. simple, but so brilliant. I didn't even think about that. I was too busy replacing the the <laughs> words with this is when you find a stranger in the Alps over <laughs> and thinking about how fun how like even funnier that scene would be if that was what he was screaming. But my I love the another really great touch is the button at the end of that scene where it just cuts to them with in and out burgers. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> the broken car. With, with no windshield and yeah. the wind just blowing in the car. 
Oh, man. We were watching it, and Bryce was watching it with us, and he said, is this the origin of, dude, where's your car? Because oh, yeah. at dude, one point, Walt- your car? Walter car, says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Somebody was watching this movie, and they're like, I've got it. A whole <coughs> movie. So, yeah, this movie is filled with so many brilliant performances. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, of course, was just perfect with what yeah. he was doing. But then so many, Steve Buscemi was amazing, John Goodman, but even like the the really small parts, like um, Flea as one of the nihilists. Wait, what? Yeah. That was Flea? Yeah, the I one who got that. nailed with the bowling ball during the fight. <laughs> oh, And man. the way he's crawling in pain on the ground so with good. his butt crack sticking out. I I love that. Wow. And Peter Stormare is the other nihilist, just this weird, creepy German dude. <laughs> I love how they look like an album cover when they walk out with the car on fire. I was right, there was a car on fire. You were right, there was a car on fire. Yeah. It was just hilarious how uh every time they repeated uh we will fuck you, like it gets less threatening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no funny stuff. <laughs> and Walter just totally calls them out on their shit and like beats the crap out of them. Uh, all yeah. three of them. A yeah, Mike Tyson his ear. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's but like also, a staple of the Cohen movies too, is like one moment of like horrifying gore. Oh yeah. Interesting. It is. Except is that is there horrifying gore in Hudsucker? I mean, as And he jumps as out is, of the window. Yeah, that guy kills himself. Oh, I forgot. Spoilers. 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 <laughs> well, it was in the beginning. Oh. So you didn't like Hail Caesar? No, I did. I'm just saying it would have made it more exciting. Yeah. Gore makes everything more exciting. Yeah. I also enjoy random acts of gore. If you look at my <laughs> Then maybe work. you should see Old Man Logan. Yeah, the dance number in Hail Caesar was amazing. I thought amazing. you were going to say the dance number in Logan. It was amazing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yeah, there's so much good stuff in Hail Caesar. Yeah. I guess oh, we should man. say too much about it because it yeah. would be spoilers. Spoilers. But also, uh, David Thewlis, who I despise, um, but he was brilliant. The uh, Just the weird, creepy guy in her apartment who is like laughing. Yes. And, oh. and the dude was like, who is this guy? I despise that guy, but he him as that character was so perfect as just the annoying little guy in the corner ramping up the tension in the scene. Why do you despise him? I don't know. Like, everything I see him in, he's just this uncomfortable, creepy... So he's acting well. He's he's doing a good job? <laughs> Maybe, but every role that he plays is this uncomfortable, creepy dude that so I So he gets typecast? Like. Yeah, is that what is. you're saying? Yeah, maybe. This is not his fault, Nick. Maybe. I think Nick's worried that he might not be acting. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't enjoy that dude. That mustache is not penciled. Yeah. But I don't know, is, is there any, like there's so many small little brilliant nuggets in this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to like, forget it too when you haven't seen it for a while. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. it's a movie that I could watch a over and over again. Yeah. I think I I think I forgot most of it cuz it is <laughs> clearly kind of complicated. Like yeah. there there is like it's 
It's weird. It's complicated and it's not all I, at the same yeah. time. This <laughs> complicated shit, man. There's a lot of players. <laughs> New shit has come to light. <laughs> I think because it just it it's a complicated weaving story that isn't l- as linear as you would expect it to be, but the characters are so like fleshed out. They just feel effortless, and I think that's where it feels simple. But it's mm-hmm. not like it's so expertly written and the characters are so expertly acted. It just it feels natural. It's one of my favorite things about uh, Cohen stuff in general. But this one, it was like really highlighted is that the storylines that none of them really intersect too much except for the main plot line, you know, like the bowling alley uh, when they go back. Everyone else at the bowling alley, like there's a there's a storyline going on there, and the rest of the people don't know about what they're <laughs> they doing. They don't know about the ransom yeah. or anything. And like a lot of modern movies feel so so small in that like every mm. single character on screen is part of the main plot, yeah. uh, and it's like the world doesn't exist outside of the movie. Interesting. Yeah, there's even there's even like that scene after he's like waved the gun at Walter's like pulled the gun on Smokey and they're in the parking lot and in the background the cops are pulling up <laughs> and it's like you can just imagine what's going on inside the bowling alley but it's just totally in the background you know yeah. it's yeah, not and the dude kind of notices and Walter's like calmer than you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny like this is a a common problem that I've had with a lot of modern films of like the world's feeling small and I've until now, until you've pointed this out, I've never thought that that could be part of the problem. Oh yeah, that that's a huge problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and weirdly, it's like uh, I hate to to point a direct finger, but I feel like it's kind of the marvelization of movies. Absolutely, maybe a bit. Yeah, yeah. I I feel but, like I see it in animation a lot more. Yeah, I was thinking animation too because you know films. Like Pixar, I'm not saying they're not good, but um, they're very focused. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know. and I think you kind of have to be when you're creating all your assets. You know. Yeah, totally. But it's definitely other stuff too. What What's the uh, the TV show with Spader that you love? Uh, black. Oh wait, no. Blacklist. 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 Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time. And and I only saw the first episode, but it bummed me out. Everybody was somehow tied up into this. Even the the main character, was she a cop, I think? But then t- at the end of the first episode, they were saying like her boyfriend or fiance was also somehow related to all this oh, bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Like you can't tie every single person in this world to this one small scenario. Mm-hmm. But isn't everybody in this movie tied to this one small scenario, though? No, and I think that's the point Brett's making. Like, Jesus has no idea about the the ransom, uh-huh. right? Okay. There's bowling alley shit that but has nothing still... to do with ransom shit. Bunny still... has no idea. Oh, you're about saying the, the the plot? I see, not the characters, because yeah, involved the, there's with a the bigger characters. world beyond. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, just not everybody in the entire planet is focused on this one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I brought it up when we were watching the film, but I recently saw the movie, The Nice Guys, that you recommended. Mm, and I feel like there's a lot of similarities between that film and this film. Mm. And 
sort of, I feel like sort of the same thing where there's like a lot of characters that they happen upon that are kind of doing their own thing yeah, and um, aren't necessarily wrapped up in the thing that they're wrapped up into. Yeah, they're both kind of fun in that there's somebody investigating a crime who's mm-hmm. not particularly good at it. And <laughs> is basically the reluctant hero because they don't yeah. want to be, you know, Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys doesn't want to be involved yeah. necessarily, at least at first. Yeah. So best Steve Buscemi performance, is it this <laughs> or Fargo? Oh, come on. Because those are your choices. It's That's easy. Connor. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's totally Fargo, right? Yeah, he's pretty fucking yeah, great in Fargo. He's so good in Fargo. I yeah. think because he has some like a bigger part in Fargo. Yeah, yeah. I think it. That's what takes it. But the subtlety is so great in this movie. Like, yes, you you remember his character, but then when you rewatch it, you're like, he's really not in a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. At the end, so. Walter's like, he loved the outdoors and he surfed. And I was like, really? He surfed? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know well, any of this. Yeah. But I would I would also, once again, recommend Miller's Crossing because he's amazing in that as well. Oh. He's yeah. in that as well? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you see a handful of regular Cohen actors. <laughs> you know, uh, wearing Hudsucker yeah. is the Big Lebowski. Well, that's what another thing that I really like about Wes Anderson. You know, he's another director that like uses the same people yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And I find it charming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a theater repertory, like a, mm-hmm. a company of players who all come in on the same thing. It's like, okay, what's Bill Murray doing in this one? What's <laughs> Owen Wilson doing in this yeah. one? Yeah. And here you have your John Goodman, your John Totoro, Steve Buscemi. People like that. Yeah. Yeah. John Goodman's also in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's in like a lot of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. yeah Barton Fink. Oh, that's right. Was he in Raising Arizona? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's one of the escape convicts. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen that movie. I remember trying to watch Barton Fink and Blood Simple and neither of them working for me it- a long time ago. So Blood I need to go back and check them out again. Pretty dated at this point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a sure. Martin Fink's a weird movie because it follows a story pattern that no one does, which is <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you, well, Nick, you're always talking about shit that's slow burn. That's like the fucking slowest burn movie. Yeah, so long, but like because you're in for all of it, like you know, as it, as stuff happens near the end of the movie, it's just like it's that much more satisfying than if it was action packed the whole time i think mm. Mm. that that's that's how i feel about uh there will be blood oh yeah yeah you couldn't yeah. just jump to the end of that you couldn't just jump to the blood yeah <laughs> they told you there will be yeah that one's super slow burn but those characters are so rich and so solid yeah i mean that is that movie in my memory is like a painting just yeah mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah. So, Sam, you said at the beginning of this movie that I was the dude. And I think that you're right after what? Was that it Brett? That doesn't track at all. What the fuck are you people talking about? Well, he loves yeah. bubble baths with candles. He's obsessed with rugs, which Sam knows <laughs> I've been obsessed with rugs. 
right. Very so obsessed. They do tie the room well, together. You don't. You don't go drugs. by your it's actual name. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, I also dress like that on Wednesdays, and often don't know what day it is. And I really like to sweater and would wear that. <laughs> How do you feel about white Russians? I love white. You mean Caucasians? Yeah. I yeah. love Caucasians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully trans and a- after I finished watching the movie I opened my Christmas present for my mom or Christmas present birthday see I don't even know what oh, time of the year it birthday. is that makes so much more sense when you said Christmas earlier I was like Ooh. oh yeah like no. four months later Ash was identifying with the Jesus <laughs> <laughs> anyway she sent me a robe so the transformation is complete yes <laughs> You just need to put some sunglasses on. How do you feel about the Eagles? You know, actually, I don't mind the Eagles. Okay. Uh, I'm all right with the Eagles. (laughs) How do you feel about Credence? Yeah, they're good. (laughs) Tracks. How do I feel about whale sounds? Not a huge fan. Wouldn't just listen to them. Nah. (laughs) Audio recordings of bowling matches? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, odd things to listen to. So I guess we should kind of put in our final thoughts here. And and I'll say that I am not the least bit surprised by my reaction to this. You it hated was, it? No. It was exactly what I expected. It's still awesome. I still want to wrap myself in Sam Elliott like a blanket and just have him talk to me for the rest of my life. Um, I don't... I still don't... I'm sorry. I still don't understand his character. Cause he's like the he's, narrator, but he says in the beginning that he's seen some crazy shit. But he literally only talked to him twice, and he didn't see any of the crazy shit. He, he's God. As the narrator, he saw the events in the entire movie, just as we did. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, guess that's how the narrator works. I'm I'm in love with weird structure for narrators. So this, brilliant. Another one that I love is Disney's animated Tarzan. And it's the soundtrack is all these Phil Collins songs. But Phil Collins is basically the narrator as he's singing these songs. I love that. Interesting. And in Little Shop of Horrors, the chorus, the three women who are right. singing through yeah, the yeah. whole thing. The do-up girls. Basically playing the role of the narrator. I love weird narrator structure. And fucking Sam Elliott. (laughs) (laughs) I could listen to that dude read the dictionary. I guess I just wish he was like in it more. You know, like, like I like what you're saying, but he, I don't feel like you can call him a narrator when he literally just talked in the beginning. And like, he, he was like not really fulfilling that role. Like the doo-wop girls are. In, you know, they come in several times or like you're saying with Phil Collins, like he's throughout the whole piece. But this guy felt very much like bookends that just kind of come in and he didn't feel like an integrated part of the whole movie. That's very film noir, I feel like it's the setup. That's true. And then it wraps it up. And I think it was kind of playing into that. But I just think it would have been fun if he like, you know, was throughout the whole piece like what's the movie 
Is it you, you wanted about- Arrested Development? Yes. Yeah. I like where you, that's another one. Jonathan Richmond, who's singing yes. the songs in There's Something About Mary. Yes, yes, yeah. He's like in the tree. Yeah, I love that. Yes. But I, I think this works for me because we can see what this would have, what form this would have taken in a normal movie, but they're doing a gonzo twist on it. I guess, but he just like breaks the fourth wall by talking to the character. So that's I'm like, the Gonzo twist, and I love it. <laughs> the narrator isn't supposed to walk on screen yeah. and talk to the characters. That's ridiculous, well, and, and that's the, why it's so great. The way that exactly this thing normally would have played out in like uh, a less fun and wacky way is just like w- one of those uh, full circle flashback things where it's. Uh, the dude and him sitting at the bar and he's just telling the story and he's like, and that's what happened. And like, this was, you know, it was basically that structure, but yeah. uh, If you wanted it to have a grounded structure, you would do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they wanted it to have a normal grounded structure, but, but they did it anyway, but they, but they, then they avoided that nightmare. I think part of my problem with it is like at the end, the, the person behind the counter is talking to the dude and he's like, Hey, I'm sorry about your friend dying. Yeah. And then we pan over and we see him, the narrator dude. And all of a sudden the dude's like, Hey, how's it go? And you know, like he just flips on a dime and I don't know. It just didn't feel, it felt he's kind of like easy. shoehorned in, in my opinion. In I want to throw this out here again in a more serious tone. Is this a nihilist movie? I think you're right, though. Meaning the dude is be. a nihilist. Meaning that the like the the whole tone and moral of the movie is that nothing matters. Yeah. Because I yeah. can't really see another moral. <laughs> all, it's <laughs> like, all meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, like but you get right. up and you deal with some bullshit, and it never just doesn't matter. Yeah. Those joke characters were actually the main characters. Well, isn't that the moment with? when they're hugging after spreading the ashes too, someone else brought this up earlier saying like that was the moment where he Walter was real and he's like Mm -hmm. saying like just fuck it fuck it let's go bowling it does seem like that's the moral of the story fuck it let's go bowling yeah fuck it let's go bowling (laughs) and and I think there's a lot to that maybe that's what they did with the narrator they're just like just fuck it fuck it put him in the bowling alley but on but fuck it, let's go bowling like on a like more existential sort of level is like you could do some crazy shit and like guys come at you with swords and nobody gets stabbed, nobody gets shot and you die of a heart attack. Like do what you love because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every step of the way, that was always the right answer for the problem yeah. was fuck it let's go bowling and also <laughs> like the person in the film who's supposed to be the rich successful guy ends up not actually being the rich successful guy yeah you know it's like yeah he's like what's a man like you know making himself seem like he's the man and he's like strong men yeah. also cry <laughs> strong men also cry but in reality like He's not really what he's portraying. Yeah, he's and a fraud. So, yeah, at the end of the day, like he was no better than the dude, even though he was trying to make himself in that way. Not only that, like the dude had so much more over that guy because mm-hmm. 
he like if you think about it the dude had control over his own life and like people that he loved and a passion and like the rich dude was living off of an allowance from his daughter the people he was surrounded with he didn't like and he was disabled and couldn't get around on his own like both lebowski's were broke unemployed losers (laughs) yeah yeah and only one of them was happy and it was the dude is it a buddhist film because (laughs) yeah the the one who was true to suffering yeah yeah, and he didn't seem to care when his house... I mean, he cared a little bit when his house was fucked up, but he was also like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll fuck this lady and get high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was something adorable about how, you know, he's upset about the rug, he's upset about a few things, but when somebody just, you know, beats the shit out of him, he's like, meh. Yeah. No big yeah. deal. So I have this weird question that I can't help wondering every time I see a scene where an actor gets their head dunked in a toilet. Do you uh, think that it's a real toilet that I they're getting their head dunked in? I had same thought. God, do they I just like, not. Yeah, like, oh. do they clean the shit out of the toilet or is it like a fake toilet? I would assume it's a real toilet, brand new, that has been where did they get aged. a brand new pink toilet in 1998? Well, oh, come on. You could totally get that. Art department. Uh, how do you know that hasn't been used, Brett? Yeah. I mean, like, you I can know. find a pink used toilet, but, like, new guaranteed not to give your star Never actor pink shit eye. in. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so in love with that. Where's the money, Lebowski? And he says, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. <laughs> uh, I'm so in love with that. From, like, moment one, that's his reaction. It's It's great. Yeah. yeah. Does this house look like I'm married? Yeah. <laughs> the toilet seat was up, man. So, so Nick, you liked it. I liked it. What do you oh, think, yeah. Brett? What are your thoughts? I liked it, but this is the first time I've watched it uh, with, you know, a, a decade of film knowledge that I didn't have the last time I saw this. And it's fun because I used to like it because it was dumb and jokey and, you know, had catchy one-liners. And now I really like it for those reasons and all of the really awesome cinematography stuff. And, uh, th- you know, like I said, the the world building and and the characters and the side characters. Everything's awesome about this movie. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, has, hasn't diminished my appreciation for the Coen Brothers movies any. Excellent. And Sam? I loved it so much more than I remember. Nice. Um, like what Brett said, like. I can just really appreciate it for the filmmaking and the cinematography. And I liked the the quirkiness of the characters, you know, 10 years ago. But I didn't really appreciate, like, how brilliantly they were written and acted. And It's the difference of, of as a kid, we're like, that was random. And now it's like, that wasn't random at all. That was oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not random, you know. And that is such a great conversation. That is such a great combination. You can write a character brilliantly. You can perform a character brilliantly. But what we saw here was both firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Ash, your your final thoughts as the one who might not have liked it? I abide. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I. 
I'm not a fan of the ending. I felt like it kind of loses its way in the end, but um, but I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was super funny. And they have like this style of humor that you just don't really see very often, where it's it's 100% situational comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think situational comedy is actually like the highest form of comedy because I think it's actually the hardest form of comedy to write. You know, I mm. think anybody can write jokes, but six situational comedy is just fucking genius and they're very good at it. <laughs> very good. Yeah. On, more on your ending note, I kind of feel like it's a common Coen Brothers yeah, they have to weird end, endings. Yeah, their endings are usually, um, they're not always tied up in a pretty little bow. They always kind of leave you wanting more. Like mm. you didn't, like mm-hmm. there was more that you wanted to watch. It's a strange, like it's more about the journey vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But well, that's yeah, weird I kinda, in, in movies. <laughs> you know, I felt the same way with um, with the ending to Hail Caesar where I won't, I'll try not to spoil it or anything, but I just felt very much where I was like, this didn't feel like it wrapped up very well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true of a lot of their movies, but not all. I definitely think Raising Arizona has a very solid ending. Yes. Yeah. Soccer for sure. And, and Oh Brother, I think has a good solid ending. Yeah. But But like Serious Man. Yeah. Serious Man. Yeah. Serious Man is probably one of their most abrupt. Yeah. Really? I I thought it was like super solid, but it was. Yeah, you had to I know, I guess more about what was actually going on. Yeah, I didn't get it until Brett explained it because maybe I need him to explain it to. Yeah, me. I thought it was a really powerful ending. Oh, I did. Serious I, Man. It's just you know the well spoilers if you if you haven't seen this podcast, listeners. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Just you the, hadn't seen the podcast. If you hadn't <laughs> seen, seen it, comma podcast <laughs> listeners. Oh, uh, it was like uh, I can't remember the name. Book of Job. Is it Book of Job? I don't know. Well, it's it's but anyway. Like the God is tempting this guy, and he does the right thing the whole movie, and it's basically like the what is presented as his last opportunity, and, and like the thing that would pass the test, and then he does the wrong thing, and everyone gets fucked. And. Hmm. It, not so much that everyone gets fucked, but like he loses he, everything. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, that okay. Was, yeah. Anyway, in that context, it felt like a good ending, but yeah. <laughs> it, it was super abrupt. It, it was abrupt, but if you knew the Bible story, you uh, you knew what happened next. Mm. Like he loses his son and like. Which I did not know the Bible story. <laughs> I didn't either until also, Brett it's told Jewish. Me. And I don't know if like it's different if in. in for, like if it's actually a different story or not, but it's hmm. like so closely parallels. Huh. We'll I to- didn't know the Bible story and I still got the ending. No. So there. Mm. You understood it and I mm. didn't. It definitely wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Man, I, I always forget that they did no country. Yeah. We should really yeah. watch that. Again. Yeah, that was a wonky ending too. Really? Yeah. I can't remember how it ends. I've never seen it all the way through but i've had to like watch it and fast forward at my old job so oh <laughs> no that's a pity yeah um, it was kind of like big lebowski and i think about it like it's like really i thought you had more that you needed to cover there 
Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't remember mm. the ending. I just I, remember being like on the edge of my seat through the whole movie. It's funny. I can never remember the actor's name. And even when I see him in other movies, he's just Anton Sugar to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that might as well be the actor's name. And it's I don't know. like the most f- terrifying weapon. Yeah. The cow thing yeah. that he uses is like just horrifying. How, how must cows feel about it? <laughs> hey, well, you're talking after. to the vegetarians, so. though. Yeah. All right. So I <laughs> so think. on uh, that happy note. I think that was a success. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Good. A rewatch of The Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. If you liked the show, this is part of the Last Dash TV network of content. We've got this podcast and a drinking show and a cooking show and a video game parody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that one. The, it's There's a new one eventually. Did that still not release yet? Is it out yet? Yeah. No. So we're doing a parody <laughs> for Fallout 4, but it should be out soon. Very, very soon. It's so close. We've been working on this for a year, guys. Good God. Please, please watch it because... I will be very sad if I release it. No one watches it. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost complete. But you can watch it and our other content Brett was talking about on YouTube. We're Laugh TV on YouTube. You can also follow Laugh TV at Laugh TV on Twitter. And we're also on Twitter for this podcast. It's It's at Let's Rewatch. And uh, tweet at us. Tell us your movie suggestions. Tell us, um, like Ralph was just saying, we should check out Time After Time, which is like, another film from the director of Wrath of Khan, apparently. Yeah, Nicholas Meyer. Yeah. I just thought it was that song. Ralph, thank that you for forever being our fan. Yes, thank you, Ralph. Yeah, that's the one where, um, was it H.G. Wells is going through time to chase Jack the Ripper? I really don't know. I have not seen nor heard of this film. Yeah. So I I seen it a while ago. Oh. Um You don't abide? It didn't really stick out. I love Nicholas Meyer, but that one didn't really rock my world. Interesting idea. But. I think he was just going off our director kick because we were on a same director for a little while. Oh kick. But um Anyway, you can check all that out. Tweet at us. Tell us uh, movie suggestions. Um, We always appreciate everybody tweeting at us. So shout out to all of you people. Thank you. Yep. And if you liked listening to our podcast, please go ahead and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. We really appreciate your support and you gathering new people to listen to our show with us. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell them to listen. Tell them to sit down, shut up, and fucking listen. And tell them we do this show every two weeks and make sure their uh, podcast subscriptions are up to date for the next episode of Let's Rewatch. Uh, Yeah, next time we're going to be watching the horror disco classic Splatter Disco. Splatter Disco. You passed up Monsterd. Monsterd is or Splatter Disco. Wasn't Splatter Disco the other title for Boogie Nights? Oh.